This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Wednesday, July 1st. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. A new quarter, but the same problems. The uncertainties linked to the recent surge of COVID-19 cases have left financial markets in a familiar state of limbo. The reopening-inspired recovery has been delayed, giving credence to the U-shaped camp, although a bounce in Q3 remains the base case, even if it falls well short of bringing real production back to the 2019 levels. The Fed stands ready to act if the outlook dims further, and while the risk of widespread lockdown revivals has been driving investor angst, it is yet to translate into anything monetary policymakers are likely to address. For such a transition, we suspect a fresh round of extensive stay-at-home orders, which rival those seen during the first half, would be required. Even such an eventuality wouldn't be immediately addressed by the Fed, perhaps with the exception of more strongly worded forward guidance. The potential for the Fed to employ yield curve control in some form remains in place, even if we continue to expect it won't truly be on the table until the fourth quarter at the earliest. Nonetheless, the FOMC's commitment to the zero interest rate policy for the foreseeable future has left front-end rates well anchored. Two-year yields at 15 basis points might trigger a yawn, but are in a very definable range, which will remain in place for a very long time. Even 10-year yields at 68 basis points this morning are well within the familiar stomping ground, despite the steady increase of 10-year break-evens, which are now up at 134, near the highest level since mid-March. It's not an inflation story at the moment, nor will it be for some time. In fact, the longer the pandemic persists, the more permanent the damage to the labor market becomes, thereby hampering any upside risk to wages once the domestic economy is eventually reopened. Investors are still in the process of estimating the fallout from the initial wave of COVID-19, and tomorrow's employment report will provide a key input. It's tempting to assume that the June BLS data will be definitive in closing the books on the second quarter's labor market performance. However, data quality and classification issues could lead to even greater uncertainty. Moreover, while a more complete understanding of how the first round of lockdowns impacted the jobs market is essential for estimating the fallout from future shutdowns, it offers little solace to investors with ambitions of moving on during the third quarter. Fauci's dire warning of the risk of a 100,000 daily cases echoes early pandemic concerns, and while there is little question the potential for an extension of the outbreak is upon us, investors have been less apprehensive in risk assets than one might have expected given the mid-March crash. The second quarter close of 3,100 in the S&P 500 is remarkable on a number of levels, not least of which being the ability for domestic equities to once again shrug off the prospects for another significant economic hit in the second half. 
with all that's been said about the stretched valuations and the disconnect from the traditional methods of forecasting stock performance, we have little to add to the fundamental discourse. From a technical perspective, we'd struggle to fade the ongoing strength in risk assets, and we'll highlight the bullish stochastics cross in the S&P 500 and the support evident at the 200-day moving average of 3,021. This morning's session has several notable releases, which will provide incremental guidance as expectations are refined for tomorrow's main event. Well, there are really two main events tomorrow, the employment report and the early close. ADP's predictive quality has been strained throughout the last few months. Even if we continue to expect training direction will take its initial cue from the 815 release. Once the tone has been set, the June ISM manufacturing report will further augment investors' understanding of the performance of the goods producing sector as the second quarter came to a close. Let us not forget the FOMC minutes this afternoon. Limited prospects for anything that will recast or reprice the market, although insight on the odds of yield curve control would be a welcome addition to the broader discourse. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. 
Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.